On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Tesla finally unveils their semi-truck and then blows everyone's minds with the next-gen Roadster. Plus, more on my Model 3 test drive. Huge show this week. What's happening, friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast episode number 120 for November 19th, 2017. Or if you happen to be a Patreon backer a few days early, I'm actually recording Thursday. Actually, well, technically it's Friday. Well, it will be Friday by the time I'm done recording this. It is nearly the witching hour here on Thursday night. I've just spent my evening packing for my trip to my Thanksgiving trip tomorrow. And uh, listening to a, a few times, actually, the Tesla Semi unveiling. Uh, if you have not heard it, it is insane. It's, it was huge. I've got uh, all the good stuff here for you. I would encourage you to watch it, however, as well. I'm sure the video on demand version will go up on Tesla's YouTube page. But it was astounding. Uh, I am, by the way, I am uh, not quite myself. I've been under the weather all week. I was out, out uh, had to be out sick from work yesterday and today. I'm only just starting to bounce back, but you can probably hear it in my voice a little bit, so I do apologize. I'm not quite my usual self as far as vocal vocal strength, but uh, boy, am I fired up. I'm gonna, my voice will be as fired up as it possibly can be on this week's show because, my goodness, Tesla just blew the doors off of everybody. The Tesla semi-reveal finally happened after being delayed uh, once officially and twice total. You know, it was originally hinted at September, then it was October. Now here we are in November, but it has happened. And uh, But ho- hold that thought. Let's put a pin in the Tesla Semi for just a few minutes because the show was absolutely stolen by the next-gen Tesla Roadster. They rolled it out of the back of one of the semis after the semi portion of the event was done. So yes, Knight Rider style. They rolled it out Knight Rider style. So by the way, if you had that in your what will be the surprise at the semi event pool, you, my friend, win. Uh, and it it is going to blow your mind. I cannot wait for you to hear this if you have not heard it already. So just want to tell you real quick, again, if you haven't seen the car yet, maybe you're driving, you don't have a chance to actually Google it and look it up. Visually, the car definitely definitely evokes the original. Uh, the, the, the sort of general shape of it, the lines of it, the fact that it is a uh, removable top roadster. Even the, the back of the car, uh, it says it's got Tesla in sort of, you know, spaced out letters across the middle of the back of the car, just like the original Roadster did. It is obviously much more modern looking and it has Tesla design cues, particularly the front end of the car. Now the prototypes, it's worth noting, there were two, apparently two prototypes of the event, have uh, no rear view mirrors, much like the Model X prototype did not have traditional rear view mirrors. But uh, as with the X, I am guessing that that Roadster is probably not going to make it to production that way. But anyway, Uh, What you're really going to have your eyeballs, and in this case, since it's a podcast, ears melted by, is what the next generation Tesla Roadster can do. Allow me to let the man himself, Elon Musk, introduce it. So it turns out there was some cargo in the truck. There's some cargo in the truck. Uh, We thought we'd bring it out. Um, we, We started Tesla. We started Tesla with a sports car, Tesla Roadster. So that's, that, that baby got us going. Uh, it's, it's the, it was the, the, the foundation of the whole company, it was the Tesla Roadster. People have asked us for a long time, when are you gonna make a new Roadster? We are making it now. Yeah! And, um, you know, there's, uh, I don't know if you've watched Spaceballs, maybe, but there's, there's, only, thing, there's only one thing that's beyond ludicrous, which is plaid. If you'll recall, Elon Musk tweeted about plaid mode in the next generation Roadster a long time ago. And uh, in fact, well, last year, which is still a while ago. 
I am not in the slightest bit surprised that it's real. I would also bet uh, 20 bucks that there's going to be a plaid mode Easter egg where if you hold the the plaid button in the in the driving settings uh, screen for a few seconds, it'll trigger uh, you know a spaceballs like plaid uh, thing that makes it looks like you're shooting through space in plaid mode just like in the film. But uh, my goodness, that sounds pretty good. Let's hear a little bit more about exactly what this bad boy can do. So the, the Tesla, the, the new Tesla Roadster will be the fastest car, production car ever made, period. And um, this, is the ba- this is the base model. Okay. This is the base model. We're going to talk about things beyond base maybe next year sometime. This is the base model. The base model will do 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds. Okay. It'll, that, is, that is the fastest. This will be the first time that any car has broken two seconds at 0 to 60. It'll be, it'll be the fastest to 100 miles an hour. 4.2 seconds to 100 miles an hour. It'll be faster, faster than that jet over there. Okay. Um, it'll do the quarter mile in 8.9 seconds. This will be the first time that any car has broken nine seconds, any production car has broken nine seconds in a quarter mile. Okay. These are, these, are all, these are all world records. Okay, this is what we're achieving in the prototype. I wouldn't say what the actual top speed is, but it's above 250 miles an hour. The, the range, this is gonna have a 200 kilowatt hour battery pack. So 606, this is, these numbers sound nutty, but they're real. Um, 600, 620 mile range, that's a 1,000 kilometer range. This will be the first time an electric vehicle breaks 1,000 kilometers. A production electric vehicle will travel more than 1,000 kilometers in a single charge at highway speed. You'll be able to travel from LA to San Francisco and back at highway speed without recharging. So in case you're wondering what this thing is going to cost, the Founder Series car, of which there will be 1,000, so they seem to have dropped Signature Series, which is interesting to me. They're just going with Founder Series. 1,000 Founder Series cars, $250,000, and that requires the full amount paid up front. Uh, General production reservations are $50,000, and the general production version of the vehicle will have a base price of $200,000, which I think, I'm pretty sure I predicted that on one of the earlier shows. I think there was a caller about it who thought it would be cheaper because Tesla, you know, but I I thought for sure this bad boy was going to be 200 plus, and it sure is, but... Uh, sounds like it might be worth it if, <laughs> my goodness, you've got things like the Bugatti Veyron that are $2 million. This is $250,000 to, or to even $200,000. Production is going to begin in 2020. And this is just absolutely positively bonkers. 1.9 seconds, zero to 60 miles an hour, 4.2 seconds, zero to 100 miles an hour. A 200 kilowatt hour battery pack. That, I mean, I want to know how they're doing that, considering that the S is a bigger car and it's it's got a 100 kilowatt hour pack jammed in it. I wonder if possibly the Roadster pack is like a two layer thing, if it's like 200s, two 100 kilowatt packs stacked on top of each other. 
uh, you know, you've got to figure this is going to be using the 2170 cells, uh, the, the newer, denser cells that the Model 3 is using. But uh, that 200 kilowatt hour battery pack is good for a 620 mile highway range, double that of the Model 3 or the, the 100D Model S. And a quarter mile time of, a re- of what Tesla claims will be a record of 8.9 seconds in the quarter mile, an eight second car. An eight-second car and a top speed of over 250 miles per hour. That is absurd. Now, uh, I know we're focusing on the Roadster for the moment, and you're going to hear a a lot about the Semi here shortly, too. And what I want to say, but sort of driving off of the Roadster specifically, overall, after I watched this, I really felt like that Elon Musk came out, he came out swinging at this event. Like he was just a man on a mission. Because, And I say that because it's in contrast to what a lot of people thought about the Model 3 delivery event presentation back on July 28th, which I, which I was at and which was fairly short. Now, uh, what's interesting is a new Rolling Stone cover story on Elon Musk points out that Elon had just broken up with uh, Amber Heard prior to the Model 3 event. So I'm sure that human side of it factors into that more sort of low-key Model 3 event that we just had. But my take on it, I'll bet I would tend to think that more than that is that the difference is at this semi-event, semi-slash-roadster event, Elon wasn't, he wasn't having to sort of work around uh, and not make not make it look like he's undercutting the company's flagship product, which is of course the Model S, because that's exactly what the Model Three is uh, doing in a, in a number of ways. I'm not suggesting that the Model Three is a better car than the Model S, but you know there is there is a the, the Model Three uh, from what we've seen of it with this 310 mile range and you know pretty solid performance and nice nice interior materials. And it's going to have all-wheel drive available, and it's going to have, uh, you know, smart air suspension available. This, that, you know, it's the Model Three makes the makes the Model S a, a bit of a more difficult decision. Like you have a, you have to ask yourself, well, do I just load up a Model Three, or do I buy a Model S? But so you know, a lot of people felt like between the uh, the the, uh, the the desire to not Osborne, the Model S, uh, with the Model 3 event, but here, that was not on tap at all. Uh, well, the other thing, too, actually, I want to know, it was the, the production issue on Model 3. I, I think, I feel like that was sort of the, 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 you know, the black cloud hanging over that Model 3 event was there were so many reservations, half a million of them, and so few cars made. There's this just this massive backlog, and they were trying to undersell the car. That was not the case at the Tesla semi truck event. I mean, it, and if you if you contrast, if you were to go back and listen to the show, I don't have what episode it was in front of me, but if you go to back and listen to Elon at the Model Three event and listen to this episode and, and Elon Musk, it's quite a contrast. Uh, I mean, it really comes down to he's back. I mean, that was that was what came to mind for me. This is a guy, Elon Musk, who was fired up at this event. He came out swinging. He did not miss. I mean, uh, the other thing too with the Roadster and specifically, if you happen to have either been with me since the beginning or you've ever gone back and listened to episode one where I sort of introduced myself and, and why I decided to make a podcast about Tesla every week, you heard on that episode my personal theory about where Ludicrous Mode came from and why it exists, particularly because if you remember, it came along so soon after Insane mode. The P85D had come around and blown everybody away. And the short version, I won't make you go back and listen to it. The short version of my my theory there uh, is that I believe that ludicrous mode was done 
specifically to shame other car makers into building electric vehicles in order to keep up uh, or to keep from getting embarrassed by Tesla, which is what the P90D and subsequently the P100D have done to everyone. Because the thing is, if you remember, again, the Motor Trend Car of the Year Award, Elon, in his acceptance speech, said, I hope everyone copies us. He opened up the patents. And then guess what? Nobody copied him. Nothing happened. So I think uh, that that's where ludicrous mode came from. And Elon kind of, he gave my theory some some credence. Uh, he, he, he put some weight behind my theory tonight. Listen to him say, uh, speak about why the next-gen Tesla Roadster exists. The, the point of doing this is to just give the hardcore smackdown to gasoline cars. Driving a gasoline sports car is going to feel like a steam engine with a side of quiche. You see that? He straight up says that it's time to clown everyone else. He insults gas-powered sports cars by comparing them to, uh, well, a side of a quiche, I guess. But he has the numbers to back up his bravado there. Let's hear a little bit more about the Roadster, shall we? And uh, believe me, we are going to get to the semi, but I'm kind of guessing you're not even thinking about that right now because uh, the Roadster's pretty cool. Let's hear more about it. This thing will have three motors. So it's all-wheel drive, one motor in the front, two, in, two on the rear. We'll do torque steering. As I said, 200 kilowatt hour battery pack, 10,000 newton meters of torque. If you know what that means, it's just stupid. <laughs> Um, it's also a four-seater. Yeah. So it's a two plus two, two plus two. Okay, you can't put giant people in the, in the rear seat. <laughs> but you will put, okay, a giant person squashed or a small, small person fit in the back. Um, so, but it's a four-seater. It's not like, it's, it's, this is four seats. Um, it's a convertible, so it's a uh, removable roof. Um, it's, uh, and it has... Uh, tons of storage. So you'll be able to like, actually travel somewhere, bring, bring luggage, bring whatever you want, um, and have plenty of storage, carry four people. Like it's a real car, it's not just crammed in. Um, so it has all that functionality with four seats. Boy, I'm not sure anybody expected that this thing was gonna seat four people. Uh, I want one, please. If there is a God, let me have one. My wife, my kid, and Daisy the Boxer can all fit in the Roadster. Cancel my Model 3 reservation. Oh, I'm, I'm about, uh, about $200,000 short. But um, my goodness. And uh, listen, by the way, to my point earlier about, about a fired up Elon Musk. Listen to how excited Elon is at the very end of the event. Um, so would you like to come up? Would you like to come up and... Okay. Come on up. Come on. <laughs> what the hell with barriers? Touch! Jump over the barriers! Jump over! Thank you for coming! Thanks! Listen to how happy he sounds. C compare that even to the, uh, the, the quarterly call from just a couple, two or three weeks ago when he was calling in from the Gigafactory and he was sick and there was the production bottleneck. It's a 180. He sounds completely different in a good way here, uh, which is just wonderful. I mean, it, it's got me fired up. You know, it's just fantastic. So, uh, all right, let me now rewind back to, uh, that's the beauty of this podcast is I can, I can distill all of this for you and present it in the most exciting order. So let's back up to the beginning of the event of the event. And let's talk about the semi now, because it was pretty darned impressive, too. Here is Tesla's Jerome Guillen, who opened the event. Uh, he is heading up the truck program. Here is Jerome introducing the Tesla semi truck. I want to thank all of our employees here in Los Angeles, in the Bay Area, and at the Gigafactory for all their hard work for something... 
We make a lot of sacrifices, but I think you will agree with me that it's worth it when you see those beautiful products. I'm personally, personally very passionate about trucks. I've been lucky to work in that industry for a long time, and I'm proud to say that we have the best trucks ever. Are you ready to see them? Bring them on! And then two of the semis rolled in. One painted white, and the other one matte black. Uh, interestingly, for whatever reason, they have suicide doors. Uh, and even though there's only, there's only one door on each side, but it's a suicide door. And those suicide doors use Model 3 handles. Which is, which is interesting. And, and by the way, as we will soon learn, a few other Model 3 parts as well. Uh, Elon got out of one of the semis. He arrived in one of them and began speaking. Here is Elon kicking it off, talking, what else? Performance. Yes, performance on a semi-truck. All right. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the, to the, welcome to the Tesla semi-truck event. I hope you like what you see. I'm going to tell you about everything that this, this truck can do. Um, it, it blows my mind. I think it'll blow yours. Starting with performance. So we have a, an acronym we came up with um, that uh, I think really, really describes the performance well. So, it's a technical term, but let's show you what that means in, in acceleration. So, one thing we care about Tesla is we really care about performance. We want, we want a, a vehicle that feels incredible, that accelerates like nothing else. Uh, let's show what the, the truck, uh, what, what it's like to be in a Tesla truck. This is real time. Okay. So that's, the, the, Tesla, the Tesla Semi will go zero to 60 in five seconds. So that, that's by itself or with a trailer. Now at 80,000 pounds max gross vehicle weight, that's the most amount of weight you can carry on a US highway. This is the real time acceleration of a Tesla Semi. That, on the left, the thing that looks like it's not moving, is a diesel truck. Just gonna give it a moment. I'm sorry to bore you. I apologize. It's boring. I know. Eventually, it'll get there. All right. Even with 80,000 pounds pulling max gross, getting 60 miles an hour in 20 seconds. That's what it can do. Now, what about up a hill? Okay, the, the best diesel trucks can only do 45 miles an hour up a 5% grade. Tesla Semi can do 65 miles an hour up a 5% grade. That's 65 miles an hour continuous at max gross. What this means is that if, you've got a, if you're pulling a load over the Rockies or some mountainous terrain up a hill, you're earning per mile. You're earning 50% more per mile than you are in a diesel truck. That's a gigantic difference. So the acronym that Elon is referring to there, because it's on the screen behind him, uh, they're referring to the Tesla Semi's acceleration as BAMF, which uh, B-A-M-F, which stands for, I know I keep this a, a family-friendly podcast, Bad Mother you get the idea. Uh, think of it, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, Jules, like, uh, Jules uh, Winfield's wallet. Uh, although that, I guess that's not, that doesn't have the A part, but you get my drift. So, uh, by the way, the Semi is quicker than the Model 3. Think about that for a second. Just one second. Quicker than a Model 3. Uh, that's ridiculous. Now the big question range. Elon Musk, what is the range of this semi-truck? 
Um, now, one of the biggest questions we've been asked about uh, electric trucks is, well, how far can they go? Because, well, let's find out. So, 500 mile range. But what does a 500 mile range mean? And by the way, it's 500 miles at maximum weight at highway speed. So you're doing like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> That's a worst case scenario. But what it means is that since, because the vast majority of routes, because the vast majority are, are, are under 250 miles, it means that you can go to your destination and back even if your destination has no charging, you can, you can go there and back, go there and home with, without recharging. So you could, you could deliver a load out to the middle of nowhere and come back. That is insane range. And in fact, it's so good, that range, that I actually lost a bet over it. I had a little bet that Michael from Milbray proposed to me over this. He took the over on 400 miles, and I took the under. I'm trying to be a little practical, thinking more like, all right, let me let me keep my expectations in check here. So I took the under, and I now owe Michael from Milbray an In-N-Out burger, which I will happily pay because it means that we get to go to In-N-Out. That's the whole reason that I make In-N-Out bets in the first place, because win or lose, I still win. Uh, now let's hear more about what the semi-truck can do. Now how do we achieve this? One of the th ways we do this is we design the Tesla truck to be like a bullet. So whereas a normal diesel truck is designed more like a barn wall, this is a bullet. You can see this in the drag coefficient. So. The Tesla Semi has a 0.36 drag coefficient. The way well, this is a really good number. <laughs> As a, by way of comparison, a Bugatti Chiron, which is a $2 million supercar, has a 0.38 drag coefficient. This has got a better drag coefficient than a supercar. And by the way, we, yeah. By the way, we, you can see that in the design. Um, the uh, part of the way we achieve that is with the bullet-shaped nose. We also have side flaps that map to the, whatever trailer you're pulling, whether it's a new trailer or old tra trailer, the, the side flaps will map to whatever trailer you're, you're pulling and close the gap. So uh, this, this makes a huge difference to the drag coefficient. Uh, the, the bottom of the truck is also completely flat, so the air can flow straight through. Uh, these are things that you don't see on any other trucks, and it gives us incredible highway range. It's one of the key factors. I can't help but laugh because obviously they cherry picked that Bugatti to compare to because there are plenty of supercars that have much better drag coefficients, but that's still really hilarious and awesome. Let's dive a little deeper about the driving mechanics of the Tesla Semi. We also have uh, four independent uh, motors. On, so there's a, there's a motor on each of the rear wheels and an independent front, front suspension, so it's incredibly comfortable to, to drive this truck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then we, just for, for interest sake, we created uh, a pickup truck version of the Tesla Semi. It's a pickup truck that can carry a pickup truck. <laughs> so, now, By the way, this is, you, you can legally drive that. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be legal, but. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you will actually be able to legally drive that with a normal driver's license. It's kind of wrong, but I like it. Um, now, what about the driver experience? What does it feel like to drive this truck? 
That's amazing. <laughs> um, because this truck has no gears, it's, there's no, uh, you're not constantly shifting gears. It has one, one gear, so it's, it's, it's smooth. It's like driving, it's just like driving a Tesla. It's as though you're driving a Model S or Model X or Model 3. Um, it's just big. It's a, really, it's super easy to drive and it feels incredibly responsive. It's unlike any truck that you've ever driven. Um, and, and the point of view that you have is also incredible. We, we put the driver in the center. So the driver's actually in, in the center of the truck. You're positioned like you're in a race car. Um, you have complete visibility of the road and all the surroundings. It's a, it's a beautiful, spacious interior. You can stand up inside. It's got redundant screens, uh, and it's, it, it, it just feels incredible to drive this. It's one of the best feelings. It's, it's, so, it's incomparably better than, than, another, than any other truck on the road. You really have to drive it to understand just how good that feels. Like, I can drive this thing, and I have no idea how to drive a semi. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a, few, look, take a few more shots of the interior. Just gives you a sense. By the way, we'll say like, <laughs> also, there's a, little, there's a little trunk in the front. Why not? We'll throw that in there. <laughs> As compared to, uh, I don't want to hurt your eyes, but that's what a diesel truck looks like today. It's a clutter of third-party devices. It's very difficult to use. It requires uh, integration, installation. These things don't talk to each other. It's, it's, a, it's a pain in the neck. Uh, it has significant add-on significant add costs. Whereas the Tesla Semi, all of this is included. It's included in every, in every truck. Everything just works. The, the moment you get the truck, it's got everything. And it'll seemingly, it'll seamlessly integrate with, with all the fleet systems, the things that are really important uh, to, to the trucking industry. Well, multi-motor vehicles seem to be becoming, uh, be becoming quite the common theme at Tesla. You've got the Model 3 at the bottom end of the... The, the, product, the vehicle line that's a base Model 1 motor, but optionally soon enough, there'll be a second one. You've got the two motor standard on the S and the X. You've got the three motor standard on the 2020 Tesla Roadster and four motors on the 2019 Tesla semi-truck. Uh, and by the way, I, the, he mentioned, you heard him talk about a giant pickup truck there, which there was a, a render illustration of shown on the screen behind him. I don't think he was serious about that. I don't think that that giant pickup truck is going to become real. I think that was just there for illustrative purposes. I, I really do believe that that was just Elon Musk's sense of humor at play. Uh, also, but yeah, getting back to the, the semi proper, again, if you look at pictures of this or, or go back and watch the video of the event, the, the whole driver sitting in the center thing, which, uh, by the way, you know, remember Elon had a McLaren. And uh, the McLaren F1 did that, uh, and it's really cool. There's two. There's oh, it, you, there's one seat in the middle, the driver's seat, and there's there there are two other seats behind that. So uh, it's a very neat looking thing there. So uh, if you when you see it, like you see the person, like you see the driver sitting in it, and it's that person sitting in the middle, and there's two screens on other side on either side of the driver. It's got a really really science fiction-y look to it. Like, it almost looks as if it's a prop from a 1980s sci-fi movie set in the 2020s. Dare I say, almost Back to the Future Part 2-ish, even though I know that movie was, was an 80s movie set in 2015. But, um, and since, so, by the way, yeah, since you can't see it on audio, like I just mentioned, it has two touchscreens in it, one on either side of the steering wheel, and they appear just at first glance, to be the same exact screen that's in the Model 3, which would make sense for manufacturing efficiency purposes. So the right side in uh, the render they showed was for maps and navigation, and on the left side was speed, autopilot information, uh, and energy usage info. So next up, uh, what do we want to know? Let's talk charging. What about you know, fueling today? If you're fueling a diesel truck, you've got fumes, spills, toxic environment, prices change all the time. 
Um, and what a lot of people don't realize is, is it actually t it takes up to 15 minutes or more to actually fill a, a, a truck. You have to sit there for 15 minutes while the, the tank gets filled. As compared to charging a, a, a Tesla truck, you can charge at your origin or destination. So while, while you're unloading your cargo, you can charge. Um, So the, 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 reason, the, reason, the reason 400 miles is important is because you, ha you, you have to take a break eventually. So, so if, if, you, if, you drive for, if you drive for five or six hours, which is a, that's about as much as you want to be driving continuously, because you have to stop for a bathroom break, go, get a bite to eat. Um, in fact, you're legally required to stop for 30 minutes. So, but, but you, uh, if, uh, 400 miles is like six, plus six to seven hours of driving, which means, the, the, what, what this means in practice is that by the time you are, you're done with your brake, the, the truck is ready to go. You will not be waiting for your truck to charge. It's a big deal. And because of the Tesla mega chargers that will be installed in worldwide, just like we've got superchargers installed worldwide, have you seen the supercharger map? It started off with just a few super, with just a few chargers in California. Now we have uh, superchargers uh, throughout the world, and you'll be able to go anywhere uh, in, with a, a Tesla uh, consumer vehicle. The same will be true of the Tesla Semi. You'll be able to travel anywhere in the world on the Tesla mega charger network, and uh, and and that means we can guarantee the electricity rates because this, these will be solar powered mega chargers um, that uh, charge to a Tesla power pack is 24/7. Guaranteed low electricity. And because these, these, these mega charges are solar powered, your truck is running on sunlight. Okay. Mega chargers. I love that name. It's almost transformer-ish. Uh, it's fair to presume that the mega chargers are going to be fewer and farther between than the superchargers because, of course, every single Tesla Semi has a 500-mile range. And so they can all go the same huge distance. That means you're just not going to need as many of them around. And I would presume the Tesla will absolutely start and certainly primarily focus on the interstate routes. So um, I, I'm sure that the drivers are all going to get to know where all of them are very, very quickly. Uh, and of course, they have software in front of them on either of those touchscreens to help them do that. All right, next topic is safety. What about safety? Now, when I say safety, I'm talking about the, the driver's safety. I'm also talking about other cars on the road. I'm talking about pedestrians. Safety for everyone. Um, if, if you've got 80,000 pounds moving at 60, Okay. The, the truck will automatically break. <laughs> automatically. Yeah, you can read it too. Um, it'll automatically break, but uh, it will actually automatically lane keep as well. So even if, even, if, uh, even if you're in the truck and you have a medical emergency, the truck will stay in lane and gradually come to a halt and put on the emergencies. If it doesn't hear a response from you, we'll actually call emergency services and get an ambulance. It, it's gonna take care of you, it's gonna take care of other cars, it's gonna take care of pedestrians. This is a massive increase in safety. <laughs> a few other things about safety. It's got, with that central position, you're in a very safe position. Uh, even if you were to collide with, with, with a, another semi, uh, you have a low center of gravity that gives you really good handling. It means the probability of a rollover is massively reduced because the battery pack is in the floor pan and, uh, and, and rollover risk is, is, is dramatically reduced. Um, and perhaps most importantly, um, jackknifing is, is uh, usually the worst nightmare of a, of a trucker. Uh, how do you stop your, your vehicle from, from jackknifing if you're in, in difficult conditions? The truck will automatically stop jackknifing because it's got independent motors on each wheel 
and it will dynamically adjust the torque on each wheel so that jack jackknifing is impossible. Your worst nightmare is gone with this truck. Gone. You never have to worry about it. <laughs> so it's miserable job. <laughs> um. Well, it's no surprise that autopilot is standard on the Tesla semi truck. But notice that Elon did not say a thing about full self driving. I think that's a combination of A, full self-driving being not ready yet and they want to sell a bunch of these trucks now and not you know just show uh what you can get now if you place your order now uh, even though of course they won't be out for two years but and then b i'm thinking honestly that they don't want to terrify the trucking industry and terrify truck drivers the world over that that those truck drivers could be out of work once that full spectrum, full spectrum, full self-driving comes fully online. I, the, I had the acronym written down FSD, uh, and I was just on at work this week on, on Unlocked, our Xbox podcast, talking about a, a, an old Xbox game called Full Spectrum Warrior, so the FSW. Uh, anyway, so that's where the confusion comes from. But, uh, but yeah, no, seriously, I, I think that, that, you know, it's, it's a notable omission for a company that has been talking for months about doing a level four cross-country autopilot demo uh, that they wanted to get done in the next 45 days, but it looks like it's going to bleed, uh, certainly, almost certainly going to bleed into early 2018, and it was just not mentioned at all uh, in, in a, in a semi-event that that really would make a lot of sense. Like, hey, guess what? You know, eventually these trucks are going to be able to drive themselves. Not mentioned at all. I got to figure they don't want to rock the boat on that. So uh, next up, what about reliability of the Tesla Semi? Reliability is incredibly important. A, a, a truck is, is your life. It's your business. If truck breaks down. You're disappointing your customers. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a horrible day. It could be a horrible week. It could break down in the middle of nowhere. It's the safety issues. Uh, reliability is incredibly important. We're putting massive attention into making this tr truck incredibly reliable. And that's why we are guaranteeing that this truck will not break down for a million miles. We are guaranteeing it won't break down for a million miles because it has four independent motors. You can lose two of those four motors and the truck will still keep going. In fact, even if you only have two of the four motors active, it'll still be a diesel truck. It's not fair, really. Um, so <laughs> then what, it has, you know, has a few other benefits as well. Uh, brakes, brakes are a big deal for trucks. You've got to stop 80,000 pounds. It's not easy. That's a lot of brake, that's a lot of brake wear. But because the, with, with an electric motor, you can turn the brakes into generators. So every time you brake, that kinetic energy of braking goes right straight back into the battery pack instead of, he, instead of wearing down a brake pad. So the brake pads basically last forever. The, 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 you never need to replace brake pads ever, ever. So you, yeah, no brake, no brake pad changes ever. You don't have to worry about transmission. Uh, there's, there's no transmission. Transmission can't break. There are no emissions, no scrubbers, no differentials, um, and and this is the feature I like best: thermonuclear explosion-proof glass. Close. I mean, it's close. So standard glass. Now, now why is this important? Because, uh, uh, see, look, nothing. Um, survived a nuclear explosion. That was incredible. So the, the, the actually, what's important here is, uh, but nuclear survives a nuclear explosion, or you get a full refund. Okay. Full refund. Um, the the reason this is important is because. Uh, Truck windshields are huge, and they crack about once a year. Um, and if the truck windshield is cracked, you're not allowed to drive. So it actually, it's truck off-road if you have a cracked, cracked windshield. And that, and that means lost revenue, disappointed customers, it's a terrible, it's a terrible day, and you, if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, 
take ages to get a, to get a new windshield. So actually, this, 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 detail, uh, this detail matters a lot uh, to, to someone who really is, is, understands trucking. Um, it's, it's, it's small, but very important. Then we have, in terms of connectivity to your truck, understanding what's going on, we have the Tesla app that gives you full information about your truck. This is like sort of normal, it's like we take it for granted uh, with, uh, if you've got a Model S or Model X or something like that, but this is not normal, actually, for trucks. You have full access to all your truck information, you've got remote diagnostics, you can, uh, you can see uh, what's going on, preventative maintenance, the truck will actually anticipate when it needs, to be ma when it needs maintenance and, and inform you ahead of time. Um, and uh, it, it connects with uh, the fleet, so if, you've got, if you're trying to manage a fleet of thousands of trucks, this is also incredibly important, all this data is coming in, you know exactly what's going on, uh, it's gonna uh, really help you manage your trucking. I am dying to know what regenerative braking feels like in a massive semi-truck. I know what it feels like in the S, the X, the 3, and the Roadster, but uh, I'm very, very curious to, to know what that feels like in a giant semi-truck. But, uh, but it does make sense that with regen, you'll barely ever, if ever, have to replace the brake pads, which is how it is on the other Tesla cars. And how hilarious is the nuclear-proof glass that's like, that. you know what that totally is? That is the bioweapon defense mode feature of the Tesla Semi. Just as, you know, the Model X, you're like, what? Bioweapon defense? It's just the goofy thing that you're like, that's not real, but it turns out it's totally real. That's the, ther the thermonuclear-proof glass. That is crazy. Okay, so we've heard, we've heard all the features. We've had the sales pitch. How much is this thing going to cost Elon Musk? So we've really thought about this a lot, and when you take everything into account, you take the lease cost, the insurance cost, maintenance, all of the factors, the, the fully accounted for true cost of trucking, a diesel truck will be 20% more expensive than a, than a Tesla Semi per mile. So. I want to be clear, this is from day one. So it, from day one, having a Tesla Semi will beat a diesel truck on economics. Day one. And this is, at, this is a worst case scenario. So it gets better than this. This is, the, this, is the, this is the worst case scenario comparison. This is taking max vehicle growth. It's, it's going at 60 miles an hour. Um, and it's assuming $250 ga gasoline price. We're guaranteeing a 7 cent kilowatt wholesale price. I want to be clear about that. This is real, these are real numbers. And it only gets better than this. This is a worst case scenario. Notice that he doesn't actually say what the price is, but instead talks about total cost of ownership, which is fine. I mean, that's the end of the day. Trucking is a business. It is an industry. And the sticker price uh, is a just a piece of the overall total, total cost of ownership that, that affects uh, how you run your business. But Electrek reports via someone on Reddit who caught it on Tesla during sort of during Tesla's live stream and the and sort of the data there uh, that it is two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the truck, which Electrek notes is in line with the trucking industry's expectations for this thing heading into it. So uh, there you go. If you can either either go just pick your pick your fancy, choose your fancy. Uh, do you prefer the Tesla Semi or would you rather spend your two hundred grand? on a next-generation Roadster, to each their own, I say. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about now a final final point here as Elon Musk wraps up uh, before, of course, it, it then segued into the Roadster reveal. But uh, Elon drops one more little bombshell about using multiple Tesla semis and how effective that can be for uh, the cost of running a business. Take a listen to this. Now, one truck, one, a Tesla truck considered by itself beats other diesel trucks. But what if you have a convoy? So what if you have two, uh, trucks, two trucks following? So you, you're, you're, you're more like a train, train driver. In fact, um, the, the convoy technology, the tracking technology, this is something that we are confident we can do today 10 times safer than a human driver. So this is, I want to be clear, this is something we can do now. And 
that plane. There you go. Now if you look at the economics of a truck convoy, it gets way better. Now a diesel truck is twice as expensive as a Tesla semi. This, so it's, what this means is it's, it's not just economic suicide to use one diesel truck, it's economic suicide for rail. This beats rail. So, and that's, that's I think, really quite, quite profound. Um, we're, we're confident that this is a product that is better in every way from a feature standpoint, that wins on economics against uh, uh, diesel trucks in a worst case scenario, and that defeats rail um, in a convoy scenario. And pr production begins 2019. So if you order now, get the car, the truck in two years. All right. Um. All right, so that's the, the Tesla, the Tesla Sam. I hope you guys enjoyed what you saw. All right, guys, take it away. Thank you. Thanks. Cheaper than rail and zero emissions to boot. This is insane. Uh, I have one humble request. I've heard from, gosh, well, it's a small handful, two, three, four folks in my audience who are in the trucking industry. I would be uh, honored and grateful if you folks would call in again with your reactions to the Tesla Semi and uh, your perspective on it from within the industry. Please do give me a call. Uh, or of course, if you want to just talk, uh, you're going to want to talk Roadster, no doubt. Let's hear your Roadster thoughts, your semi thoughts. I want to hear it all. The uh, best way to reach me, you two ways, is either record your your call on your smartphone, meaning just make a make a voice recording on your smartphone using your voice recording app that's built into your smartphone, and then email me that file. The email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com, or... You can give me a ring on, of course, as you all know, the toll-free Ride the Lightning hotline where you can call and leave a message anytime, 24-7. The toll-free number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. And, of course, if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. I actually just want to wrap up this week uh, because on, uh, on another topic. Model 3, I continue to think a lot about the Model 3 one-hour drive that I was so grateful to have received. And uh, some of you out there were, were uh, thinking about it as well. Christian from Los Angeles has a, has a couple questions about it. And so I want to just take one phone call. This has been such a packed show uh, with, with, the t with the semi stuff, the roadster stuff. And next week being the holiday week, I kind of suspect it's going to be a little light on Tesla news. So uh, I've got some calls that you guys made from this past week. We'll get to those next week. And I've just, I'm sure that I'm going to get a ton of calls, particularly about the Roadster, but no doubt the Semi as well. So let's just do a bunch of calls next week, uh, sort of hedging our bet that there probably won't be a lot of actual Tesla news to talk about. But uh, before I go, let me do one call here, as I said, from Christian in Los Angeles, who uh, has a question for me following my Model 3 test drive. So Christian, you are on the air. Hi, Ryan. My name is Christian. I'm calling from L.A. Um, I'm a longtime supporter of Tesla, but especially more so now with the Model 3 coming up um, to us regular customers here. So I really liked your show this week um, about uh, how you were talking about how you got the opportunity to test drive a Model 3 for an hour. And I know you had um, a very short period of time with it. But I would love to know what was your favorite thing and what was your least favorite thing about the Model 3, if you had any. Um, love your show. You do a great week, a great job every week. And uh, keep it up. Thanks for everything. 
Thanks for the call, Christian. And this is a wonderful call. Great topic here, obviously, Model 3. Uh, I realized, by the way, long after I recorded that last week, that I'm not sure if I ever actually explicitly said how much I, I truly enjoyed the car. You know, I was, I was so uh, obsessed in my head with like, oh, I got to say all the things I liked and all the things I didn't like, but certainly an overall impression, uh, you know, I, I talked about what that moment meant to me. I uh, probably lingered on that point for a minute too long, but I'm not sure that I ever actually said that I love the car. So there you go. Yes, I absolutely love the car. Now, to your question, Christian, my least favorite thing in that initial one-hour impression with the Model 3 was probably the small but nevertheless significant simple things that get a bit annoying due to the lack of any buttons in the car outside of the touchscreen itself, well, and I guess there's the power window buttons. For instance, I, I uh, of course, set my, my side mirrors before I started moving the car, but after a little while uh, on the road, I, I noticed that I wanted to adjust them a bit more. Now, in my current car, my almost 12-year-old uh, G35, there is a little inconspicuous knob to the left of the steering column. Uh, just with LR written on it. It's just a little little tiny knob. It's not ugly. You tilt it to the left or right to select which mirror you want. And then it basically serves as a joystick. So you just move up to move the mirror up to pitch it up or down to pitch it down, etc. It's very simple and I can do it very safely while I drive. But that's unfortunately not the case on the three. You have to go find the mirror adjustment setting in the controls menu. Then you have to press the button uh, to go into that camera adjustment mode. And then you got to use the steering wheels track balls, the scroll wheels on the steering wheel to adjust it. As you've probably seen or heard by now, the tilt and telescopic steering wheel adjustment is the same way. So, you know, it's a little, I don't know if silly is the right word, but it's a little uh, cumbersome at the very least. Let's say that. Now, as for my favorite thing about the car, I mean, I've, I've got to say, I've got to go back to the driving dynamics. You know, as I said, the car was rock solid. No squeaks, no rattles. It felt so well built. It felt fantastic. And I and again, it handled great through an on-ramp curve. It had instant power response at speed. Uh, it just feels fantastic to drive. Uh, that is is certainly my favorite thing about the car so far after an hour. So, Kristen, thank you so much for the call. Again, I gave you the, the phone number or email address to send calls for next week's show. Yes, there will be a show next week. I'll be on vacation. But again, you guys know by now, I don't miss podcasts. I pride myself on it. I feel uh, obligated to you uh, to, to deliver those. Uh, especially those of you who are on on Patreon. I mean, it's you know, this I feel like you know, the second that I stop doing shows, uh, that you know, that I that I'm not on a regular cadence, people will go away. That is basically the the fear that drives me. But uh, in any case, so I will have a show next week. Give me a call. Uh, I want to hear your reactions to the roadster, to the semi, anything else that may be on your mind. So uh, with that note, I want to start to wrap up here. Uh, I'll mention the Patreon producers, the very kind folks who are supporting me on Patreon at the $20 or higher level. If you are curious about the Patreon, or maybe you think it's time, you know what, Ryan, it's time. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and uh, look at supporting you here. The, the website is patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. And I want to say a big thank you to the Patreon producers. Let me read it. The, let me go backwards this week. Uh, so our newest Patreon producer, Lee Sweet. Thank you so much. Along with Marcus Mayenshine, Tim Hyde, Sean Fournier, Andreas Cohen, Richard Ouellette, Emotion Rentals, Jason Chalukas, Harold Plug, John Lasher, Vince Vaughn, Robert Miracle, Michael Lester, Matthew Para, Logan Willis, Michael O'Prey, Lisa Kaz, Alexi Heft, Michael Lucas, Scott Gillis, Jonathan Wales, David Brander, George Cassiopo, uh, Wolfgang Obergen, Pete White, DJ Harbaugh, Paul Hussey, 
and Jeff Bartram. Thank you all so, so much for your continued high-level support. Uh, I want to mention now Abstract Ocean because uh, I, I didn't even mention this last week. And in fact, so last week, I, you know, I mentioned the Abstract Ocean thing. You know, they're, they're, they got the 20% thing still rolling. They've got a new product that I got the email about on Sunday, like right after the show went live. And it is the coolest thing. And I'm, I'm not BSing around here. Like I, I saw this, I was like, this is cool. Puddle lights. Now, if you don't know what those are, the Teslas all have, uh, including the Model 3, little lights on the bottom of the doors. So when you open the doors, there's a little light that you know, helps, you, helps you see when you're getting in and out of your car at night. So uh, Abstract Ocean has made a, a little a replacement light bulb that just snaps right in there, very easy. Uh, it's a five-minute install. And instead of just a, a, a generic you know, light, it is a projection of either the model, the S logo in Model S, the X logo, uh, the three logo, or the Tesla T logo, and it projects it like it's like it's the bat signal, except uh, right underneath your your door. So it's like right at your feet when you're getting in. It is super cool. Check out the video. Uh, it is on abstract. Pardon me, Abstract Ocean's website. And again, you can get twenty percent off of that. Because you're a listener to this podcast, coupon code is RTL Podcast, all one word. Do check that out. Uh, let's see. I- immaculate Reflections. As your Model 3 delivery date nears, uh, you want to plan to protect that beauty. Or if you've got an S or an X coming as well, uh, of course, you may want to get the paint correction, maybe the, uh, the C Quartz finest ceramic coating on there to help protect the finish maybe even go all out with a paint protection film do look them up ir detailing meaning the letters ir irdetailing.com you can also find them on yelp and instagram at immaculate underscore reflections 16 years of experience right here in the san francisco bay area uh, if you are thinking about that kind of paint protection and uh, just prettying up your your new tesla Take a look over to Maculate Reflections. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. As I mentioned earlier, you can email me calls or just email me whatever you want about the world of Tesla. Teslapodcast at gmail.com is the email address there. Uh, I want to give a quick plug actually real quick to myself. on uh, my. I have a monthly interview series that I do for IGN called IGN Unfiltered. It, uh, I have to, I'll be honest, it doesn't get a ton of views. It's very, uh, it's not the most mainstream of content, but I'm extremely proud of it because it's basically, uh, my goal with it anyway, is that it's, it's the Charlie Rose show of video games. One-on-one, long-form sit-downs discussing the lives and careers of video game creators because their stories and the stories behind the games, I find, are often more fascinating than the actual games themselves. And I just posted a new episode, episode number 25 this week, which you can find on any podcast service, but you can also look, uh, find it on YouTube as well if you want to watch it. And it is with Chad and Jared Moldenhauer. Uh, you probably don't know who they are because uh, you're you're don't follow me for video game things, most of you. But anyway, they made a game called Cuphead. And if you just go on YouTube and type in Cuphead, you will be instantly astounded, I promise you. It is a completely hand-drawn animated game, which never happens anymore. You know, everything's done with computers. Anyway, these guys, uh, they're from Canada. They quit their day jobs. They mortgage their home to make this dream game. Uh, it's a whole fantastic story, and I interviewed them about it for an hour and 15 minutes. So uh, this is way too long of a plug, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, the stories behind the video games, just a great human story. It's uh, IGN Unfiltered, episode 25, uh, with the Cuphead Brothers, as I, as I have called them. Subscribe to the podcast if you don't already on most of the major podcast services, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or uh, hit up the hosting website for individual MP3s or the RSS feed. You can find that at teslapodcast.libsyn.com. So... I want to wish everybody uh, in the United States, certainly everybody celebrating a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, I guess uh, I didn't forget the one thing. If you are buying a Tesla, please use my cousin Pat's referral code. The $1,000 discount is over, but 
you still get something. If you're buying the car, get yourself the free unlimited lifetime supercharging that is otherwise unavailable. So punch in this referral code into your browser. Type in ts.la slash Patrick 5008. And anyway, as I started to say there, I want to wish everybody celebrating a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you have a, a nice restful uh, time, uh, time with your family, your friends. And if you're traveling, be safe as I am. I'm hopefully, hopefully I will travel safely. And I will, again, the show will be posted on time next week at its usual time. So do look out for it. I'm Ryan McCaffrey for a very tired, very sleepy Daisy the Boxer puppy. Uh, I will see everybody next week. Happy electric motoring.